Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Hear, my son, and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on, for they cannot sleep until they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech, and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward, and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. God bless you this Lord's Day. This is the scripture that I'm going to be reading and uh, preaching through at uh, the gathering, church gathering this Sunday. And um, it starts in John 14, and this is Jesus talking his last farewell to his disciples uh, right after the dinner where he had his final meal with them, where he got down on his hands and knees and washed their feet, and he stood back up and he started telling them about what was going to happen. So this is John 14, starting in verse 1. 
Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on you do know him and have seen him. One of the things I've been meditating on when it comes to this scripture, and I'm, I'm preparing to preach tomorrow, this is one of the most famous scriptures, and one of the most famous sayings Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know, Christianity truly is, if you want to call it that, uh, I mean, if you want to call it Christianity, which didn't come along till later, but if you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, discipleship with Christ really is the only way. This is what Jesus said. He said, no one comes to the Father except through me. It's, it's extremely exclusive in that sense. There's another way that Christianity is totally inclusive, but for now, it's exclusive, Jesus says. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And here's what I've been thinking on when it comes to that. I remember reading a book by a kind of a sciencey type guy, and he was giving life advice. And he talked about what it takes for people to make a big change in their life. And what he said was so in tune with the revelation from Scripture. Now, this is not a Christian guy, but this is a guy who's in tune with reality uh, that it stuck with me. And he said, you need three things. You need to have a dissatisfaction with where you are in life. These are three things to make a big change in life. Could be getting off of drugs, could be going back to college, could be, you know, um, starting a company or whatever it might be. Uh, you need to have a dissatisfaction with where you are. You also need to have a vision of where you want to be, where you want to end up. So where you are, where you want to be, you also need to have an idea of the path to get from the one to the other. So that's the three things. Where you are, where you want to be, and the way to get there. If any one of those three are missing, you're not going to make a big change. So let's go through it. If you have an idea of where you are, you're dissatisfied, you're not content there, and you see the way to get to where you want to be, but you really don't have a vision of what it would be like to achieve that, you're not going to do it. You're not going to be willing to go through the sacrifices that are required to walk that path. That's one way it could be. That's if you have two out of the three. Another two out of the three would be you see where you are and you want to make a change. You see where you want to be and you want to be there. You want to be that man or woman. But you don't see any way it's going to happen. You can't see the path from the one to the other. You're not going to do it because you don't know where to go first. Last example. You see what you want to be. And you also see how you can get there. But the truth is, you're pretty satisfied with where you're at. 
They're pretty comfortable. What that means is you're not going to do it. Because again, you're not going to move. You're not going to take a step until you reach a level of vision and dissatisfaction with where you are. And now this isn't a perfect parallel to what Jesus says. I am the way, the truth, and the life. But in some senses, these, these things fit there too. He is the life. That means Jesus is literally saying, and, and we could look through John to prove this, but you can just take my word for it and then try and prove me wrong. He says that I am the life. He says that he's been given life from God the Father, and he gives it to whomever he pleases. And what Christians understand and what disciples of Jesus understand is that he is literally the reason and the purpose for life. Not only that, he is the first perfect man who ever walked the earth. He's the example of what it looks like to be a human being, passionate, driven, knowing God's will, happy to be in God's will, loving righteousness, hating evil, all these things. When you get God in your life, when you really get his spirit in you and you love this, you, you, you accept a kind of quest to life, that it's a, it's a great thing. So that's sort of your, your energy, your motivation. Maybe it's the, the way you know most closely aligns with knowing where you're at. How are you going to make the sacrifices it takes? Number two, um, he, in this parable, he's talking about going to heaven and preparing a place for his disciples. And he's saying, and that's kind of the vision for where you want to go, where you want to end up. And he says, uh, which is the second one there? He's the truth. Now, you might say the truth is that vision which says, this is what reality is. This is where you stand with God. This is who God himself is. This is the promises that God makes if you will do the right thing, which is ultimately to have faith. And that's your truth. I am the truth. You need to hold on to that truth if you know where you're gonna if you want to know where you're gonna go. Now the truth also reveals the way, and Jesus says, I am the way. Because right after that, Thomas is like, we don't know where to go. How could we how could we sit know the way if we don't know where we're going? And and so Jesus says, I am the way. In other words, you come to me and you will be coming to me in order to get to where you need to go, which is that I will come take you, and he says, if I go out to prepare a place for you, verse 3, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. So think about those things. As Jesus says this, he's giving them everything they need to know, everything you might need to know if you're listening to this, whether you uh, are following Jesus now, whether you believe in him now, whether you don't. He's saying, I am the way. When you come to me, I'll be the one who gets you to where you should go. I'll be the one who shows you the truth about everything and about who I am, who you are. I'm also the one who is uh, the life. There is no real life outside of me. God bless you. I hope you're worshiping with God's people today. If not, uh, you can hit me up. I'd be happy to help you individually Find a church which is a good, faithful church that you can grow. God bless you.